for the for a bunch of whiles on a, on the names of God and the things, and uh, I did not know, uh, I did not know there's all how many names. I think I'm gonna told, told you that last Wednesday night, and when I set forth or to take that study, I found out that it was an elephant, and I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to eat it one one bite at a time. Amen. So we're not going to get through with it tonight. We're not going to get through with it this in February. We're not going to get through with it in April. Uh, and uh, we won't get through it with it in July or June. Uh, we are just going to start talking about the names of God. Amen. And uh, I want to start with Genesis 1 and 1. Genesis 1 and 1. I think everybody knows what it says, but let's turn back there. Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, since you and I have been studying the Word of God, and we can look back and say what that God was, you know, but if you just pick up the Bible and begin right there in the beginning, God, well, who is that? Hello? Amen. Uh, and when you read, when you read, in fact, in the fact that the very first chapter, the very first chapter of, uh, of Genesis, I think God is mentioned in that. I can't remember now. I've got it wrote down here somewhere. Amen. I don't know how many times. It's just God. God said, God said, God said, God said. Amen. He was creating and speaking. Amen. The first three chapters lays out the whole, amen, that lays out for us, basically in, I would say, typology or, 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 or whatever. It's laid out God's plan. And here's man, Adam and Eve. They are, they're the they were typically of the human race. Uh, we hear God say something and we decide we, this is not the way we want it done or the way, way we want to do. We find, we find something very more important to us. We find the tree of knowledge, amen, more tempting to us than heaven. Tree of life. Amen. And it, 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 it's, it's just revelations from Genesis 1 and 1 to, to revelations. It's, a, it's, in, it's more of an insight to God in, in every step of the way. Amen. Um, and so you, uh, when you start saying God, it, it, the Hebrew word for God is Elohim. And that's, that's in the Hebrew. Amen. Now at the time... Uh, that we would we would we would think is when we think of God, that's what everybody worships and believes in, or whatever. There are gods many, uh, and there are lords many. But start, just turn to First Corinthians chapter eight. First Corinthians chapter chapter eight, and uh, I'll read a few verses of scripture there. It would tell us. Paul was writing to the church, and uh, he was 
he was, it's First Corinthians chapter 8, verse number 4. Says it like this. As concerning, therefore, the eating of those things that are offered in sacrifice unto idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world and that there is none other God but one. For though there be called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, or there be, be gods many and lords many. Amen. But to us, there is but one God, the Father of whom are all things, and we in him, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. Now, Paul was teaching there, amen, and he was saying that there are uh, lots of gods, all religions, every everybody in the world is pretty religious. There ain't too many atheists. Don't believe that there's any gods. They just don't believe, they just don't want to believe the God. Amen. That's their biggest problem. It's like Brother Doucet was from here. He went to, we went to Vietnam and uh, he is a, uh, his mate there was in the foxholes with him, you know, and, and, and fighting. And, and so uh, the uh, artillery started coming in on them, and they, they, they took off. They had a safe place underground that they was having to get to, amen, all their tents and things. And so he ran and dove in it, and that guy was starting. I mean, boy, he was just pouring out prayer to God. And he'd say, he'd, he told Brother say all the time he was, he was an atheist. He didn't believe in God. He said, I thought you didn't believe in God. I didn't believe that there was a God. He said, man, at times like this, you call on somebody. <laughs> you got to call on somebody. He, he's calling on God. Amen. I don't know where he, God knew him or not because he, uh, he didn't know it. He didn't know him until the, the fire started falling. Amen. 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 And so the, there, are, there are so many times throughout the word of God that we have to differentiate and understand, amen, when we talk about God, uh, speaking of God in the, in the Bible, because everybody believes that there's a God. Most everybody does. Amen. Yeah. Yet we know, who, we know who God is, or we know God because the Hebrew word for Elohim, basically, and it's, it, it separates, separates to we know that, he is the big God. He is the holy God. He is Elohim. It's his name. And uh, we search other scriptures and notice in chapter 2 of Genesis, and if you want just to just look at chapter 2, uh, here is a, here is a uh, I guess you'd say, progress in, uh, in, our, in our studying the word of God. Notice chapter 2. Verse number four, amen, it talks about uh, Lord God. Verse chapter, chapter number, or verse number five, it speaks again of the Lord God. Chap verse seven, Lord God. Verse eight is Lord God. Verse nine, Lord God. And I'm just gonna, you can read on, there's, there in, in this one chapter, I believe it's nine times it is Lord God. And when you see Lord there, it's all in capital letters. 
And in chapter 2 of Genesis, it was Jehovah God. So now we are, it's just, it's just not God. It is who he is. He is Jehovah Elohim. Amen. It's the way you would read that. Uh, He's Jehovah Elohim. And, And the word, we're going to, the thing that I'm going to deal with tonight, I'm going to deal with the, Amen. The twenty uh, second chapter of Genesis, and uh, but we're we're just trying to get our focus upon, Amen. This Jehovah Jireh, and we can turn there to Genesis chapter twenty two. Now we know that the one that made heaven and earth was Jehovah, Amen. And then Genesis chapter twenty two. And uh, we will begin reading uh, at the uh, first verse. It's a very familiar passage of scripture, but uh, I probably won't get through this tonight because we we're gonna we got a lot of things to talk about. Amen. And it came to pass, and it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abram and said unto him, Abram, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac. Thine only son, Isaac. Ishmael doesn't count for anything. Whom thou lovest, and get thee unto the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning. He saddled up the donkeys and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and cleaved the wood and the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place which God had showed him or told him of. And, uh, uh, well, I'll just read on here. Then on the third day, Abram lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto him, his young men, you bide here with the donkeys, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship, and will come again to you. And Abraham took the wood and the burnt offering, laid it upon Isaac his son, and took the fire in his hands and a knife, and they went both of them together. I'm going to read. I won't read on there right now, down to the 14th verses, but uh, here's the story. Amen. Amen. Now I'm going to back up, if you don't mind, to uh, a, a little, little few scriptures and back up. Amen. To Genesis the 11th chapter, we're going to talk about. Amen. The uh, where 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 Abraham came from, and as you well know, he was from Ur of the Chaldeans, or Chaldee, and uh, he uh, he was told of God when he got to Haran. Amen. His, he was told of the Lord to separate himself from his families and he would go to a land and he would show him the land. And so Abraham started being obedient to God. So he journeyed, except he let, carried a lot with him and I'm not, I'm not going to deal with that tonight. But Abraham is just looking for a city whose builder and maker was God. The Bible will tell us in other places. But uh he journeyed, amen, 
11th chapter in the first verses is it and the whole earth was of one language and one speech and it came to pass as they journeyed amen from the east they found a place in the plains of Sinar and they dwelt there and there was the tower of Babel and they started building Nimrod was the uh, ramrod of it I guess you'd say and they started building and, and and what they were doing was trying to defy what God had told them to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and sp- spread it abroad. And they said, let's just make a name for ourselves. We're going to build us a tower. Amen. That God can't reach up. There's not enough water for to reach up to the top of this tower we're trying to build. And so after the flood, when the, when the sun came out, they worshiped the sun. They worshiped the sun because they felt like that the sun was overpowering what God had just done and it was in judgment. And they started worshiping the sun and they started offering their children sacrifices. That was the, amen, the, the blood. It was, uh, it, there was back from Genesis, the, amen, the first few chapters there where, where uh, blood was shed and covered Adam and Eve's sins. And uh, they, it was a blood covering. And so they, they, they offered their son on the altars. But God told Abraham to separate from all of that and journey into the land that he would show him. And when he got there, amen, I, I, I will begin reading at the uh, 31st verse of the 11th chapter. Amen. In this, he says, And Terah took Abram and his sons and Lot and the sons of Haran, and they, they journeyed into the land of Canaan and, and so forth. And uh, I already dumped that number, verse number, chapter number 12 says, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land which I will show thee. I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. I will bless thee, amen, them that bless thee, and I will curse them that curse thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Amen. And God, God told Abraham he was going to have a, he was going to have a son, and you know you, I'm I'm trying to run through a lot of this. You you know what? Oh, what what? I I want Eliezer to. He 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 was born in my house. No, that's Eliezer's not. Neither is, Amen. Uh, uh, Ishmael, you're. But you're going to have a child, and he's going to be the one that multiplies, and he's going to be the one that. In, in thee, in, in, in your seed, shall all the family of the earth be blessed. And Abraham believed God. Now, that's a point that I'm really wanting to really make tonight. Abraham believed God, and uh, it was counted unto him for righteousness. Amen. Amen. Genesis chapter 22, and I will begin reading it at the at the 14th verse, or maybe I'd read on down from where I started a while ago. Amen. Uh, Abraham, amen, uh, talked to, told 
I'm going up the top of the mountain. Me and the, me and the lads going up. We're going, we're going, and we'll return. Verse number, verse number eight. And Abraham said to my, let well, me back to verse seven. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And you've heard this preached, I know, many times. Abraham said back to his son, God will provide a lamb for, him, for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them, together. They're climbing up the mountain. And uh, I do want to make mention that that mountain that they were climbing, that place where they were going, that God showed him, he, he was journeying, looking, looking, looking. And I, I, I'm, it's not biblical, but uh, somebody else, I uh, guess, uh, maybe got more, more than whatever. But the Bible says Abraham saw Sinai, or not, excuse me, Moriah, saw it afar off. Historians would tell us and the commentaries would say that there was a cloud over Moriah. And he said, that's, that's the place that's, that's where, where we're going. Amen. So God was leading him. And then here, as I script, talk about this, uh, this part of the scripture, that uh, they were journeying up Mount Moriah. Now, where, where's, where was Mount Moriah in, in history? We talk about history from there. That's the first time we ever heard of Moriah. Well, it was where... Solomon built his temple. It's where Jesus Christ was crucified on that same hill just out of amen, uh, the northern Damascus gate of Jerusalem. Amen, called the place of the skull. And so Moriah became the place where the real sacrifice for sins was. Am I making sense? So way back in Genesis chapter 22, there is so much typology here that I didn't have, can't read it all. Amen. Amen. Genesis chapter 22 and verse 14. And this is after Abraham has stretched forth his hand to slay Isaac. And God stayed his hand. And God said here in verse, well, verse number 12, and he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, and see thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son from me. Typology. God so loved the world that he gave uh, uh, what, what's the rest of that? His only begotten son. Now that, I could hang around that for a little bit and talk about his begotten son. Amen. Amen. So Praise God here in verse, Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, a ram was caught in the thicket. 
his horns. And Abraham, Abraham went and took the ram and offered him as for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah-Jireh. And uh, as you say, and it is said that, that this day is the mountain of the Lord, it shall be seen. Amen. Jehovah-Jireh, the Lord will provide. Actually, the word Jireh means provider. That's the King James Version. Amen. The Hebrew says it, it possesses. Amen. Amen. Jireh basically means possession of, of, of knowledge. Uh, other translations, possessions of, the, of, of, of uh, foresight. Another translation of that word is, is, is possession, uh, one, of, one of a vision. And I was, I, I was totally surprised when they said uh, the same word that, that we in, the, in the, what we would call the uh, English language you know, uh, is uh, video. And when I scratched my head there a little bit on that one, yeah, that gyra basically means God provides what we need or, or whatever. It means God opens light to us. And God had, a, had, God had a video, enlightenment, seeing, knowledge. When, we, when, when, when Abraham called Jehovah Jireh, amen, he was basically saying, amen, the revelation of God. Now we know him is a provider for us. Do we, know, do we know him like that? The Lord shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Praise God. Amen. The New King James Version said, The Lord will provide in the mountain of the Lord. It shall be proven, provided, amplified, Bible says it, on the mountain of the Lord. Now, there, he was saying that Moriah was the mountain of the Lord. On the mountain of the Lord, he made provisions. Praise God. He will provide for us. And that was saying that Jesus Christ, amen, in, 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 in uh, what we would call foreknowledge. Amen. Praise God. Abraham called it uh, Jehovah-Jireh. Amen. Notice, amen, what was before Genesis chapter 22 and verse 14. Just, let's back up a few verses here. Genesis chapters 22 and 7 and 8. And Isaac spake to his father, and his father said, amen, you know, I've just read that a while ago. And he was saying, Dad, Father, uh, here's, we got the wood, we got the fire, but where's the sacrifice? The Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. Amen. Amen. My son, amen. 
God will provide himself a lamb. Prophetic. My, 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 my. I'm telling you what. Abraham, I don't think, to, to, in my own, in my own uh, reading this and studying it, thinking about all the names of God, and this name was really, I think, the number one, uh, what we call compound name of the Lord, amen, to be spoken here. But uh, there's something deep within this because it was on the same hill that Jesus died. Amen. And it follows through with, you know, except the typology. Amen. And Abraham, he, he just left a place where that's what they did, offer up their kids the sacrifices. But he was, not, he was not following that one. And he was also walking by faith. That's why I'm, I just want to point out, amen, some of that to you. Amen. Let's turn back to Genesis chapter 17. Genesis chapter 17. We'll read a few verses of Scripture there. Genesis 17, and we'll begin at verse number 15. And God said unto Abraham, As to Sarah thy wife, thou shalt not call her name uh, Sarai, but Sarah. Amen. Shall she her name be called? And I will bless her and give thee a son. Amen. Also of her, of her, yea, I will bless her and she shall be the mother of nations and kings and people. Amen. Shall be her. And and. Bible says that Abraham, he, he fell upon his face. He laughed <laughs> and, and said in his heart, shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? And shall Sarah that is 90 years old? Amen. And Abraham said unto God, oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. Uh, you see, uh, God was preparing by telling Abraham, first of all, that he and Sarah were going to have a child, you know. And then, you know, you read on from there in the 18th chapter, you find out that when he came down to visit amen, Ab Abraham in his tent on his way down to uh, amen, Sodom and Gomorrah, he told him then that Sarah was going to have the baby, and Sarah laughed. And uh, I got this in my notes. Excuse me, I just have to have to read it. But uh, Jeff Arnold can really do that. Good job on that. Him, Sarah. You know, you ever hear Jeff Arnold preaching? He's got to he's got to preach about Sarah and Abraham. Amen. Hundred year old man. I don't I don't I don't know how hungry old man he is yet. Uh, if I live 12 more years, I find out. But, but uh, you know, but they just getting around, you know, arthritis bothering them and so forth. I don't know. I don't know. I just know this, that it was a miracle of God. Amen. God waited, waited until there was no other, no other room for them to, to move, you know, he got promises when he told him to leave Ur of the Chaldees. 
He was going to go to a place that he was going to make him and them great and so forth. And he kept telling them that they were going to have a child. And, amen. They're going to be, their seed will um, be multiplied to the nations of the world and or make nations out of them. And so uh, now the time has come and they doubted, didn't believe it hardly. But you know what happened? They had a little boy by the name of Isaac. Amen. And all the laughter, both he and Sarah did. Amen. And I guess uh, maybe we could call it funny sometimes. At least Jeff Arnold can make it, make it funny. Amen. But let me just speak to you, the children of God. Jesus himself, God manifests in the flesh. Amen. Great is the mystery of godliness. Amen. Let's first turn to 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. 1 Timothy 3 and 16. And you well know it, I'm sure. And without an argument, without a controversy. You know, when God starts doing something or working something, he doesn't work normal things. He, he, he makes it miraculous. Amen. Without a controversy, don't, don't start arguing with me about this. Great is the mystery of Godness, for God was manifested in the flesh. He was justified in the spirit. Amen. Seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on the world, and received up into glory. Amen. Jesus was a miracle too, you know. Isaac was a type of Christ in, in a sense that he was offered himself. And I, uh, I, I don't know, when I was studying this, I started trying to reminisce what, what was going through Abraham's mind. And he said, you know, Dad, here's a, we got wood and fire, but where are we going to have a sacrifice? My son, God will provide a lamb for himself. Sacrifice. Don't, you don't worry about that. That was, that was, that was one time we can, can't get a grasp on what Abraham was thinking. Right? We know that he was thinking I'm going to obey God, but I've got a promise of God. My son is supposed to be, amen, the father of nations because he is my only begotten son, amen, that, uh, that God has told me that it was through Isaac shall all the families of the earth be blessed. But what he was thinking is, I don't know how God's going to do it, but I'm going to do what he says. You see, I, I, there's, a, there's a hundred sermons can be brought, preached from Abraham and Isaac in this situation in their minds, what they were thinking and how they did. There's not one verse of scripture in the Bible to show that Isaac rebelled against it at any time. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. Open, not his mouth. Now that scripture belongs to somebody else besides Isaac. Who was it? 
Oh, come on now. That's what Scripture says about Jesus, which was, this was typology. It's a very, it's a very, very, very example, amen, for you and I to understand how God was, how God works, I guess I could say it. We didn't know that Jesus was Jehovah Jireh. Amen. But uh, God will provide. God will show us. God knows. God foresees. God has visions. He gives us visions. God gives us, amen, the videos. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to see a video of that situation? I'm trying to get you a picture anyway tonight to tell you the circumstances and try to, if you want to try to put yourself there, what would you do and how would you feel and, and so on and so forth. You can, you can just imagine what all was, the battle was. But Abraham, well, Abraham hung on to his faith. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of a story that I should not be telling. I don't know because I can't tell it good. But uh, there was a young man. His daddy was a his daddy was a horse trainer, and he's I think it was ten or twelve schools that he went to in one year because his daddy was going from one one city to another city training horses, race horses, and uh, he must have been pretty good at it. I don't know, but but the little boy was in school and just there for a little while and uh, they told him to, why don't you, the teacher told him draw something that you uh, that your your dreams are you're, you want to be, accom- be accomplished this world and the, and the little boy I don't know how old he was he was a teenager I guess or somebody he, he started drawing he, he drew out he drew out a ranch ranch house and he made it you know he just had, had architectural drawings there and, and he put fences around it and horses and uh, this is what this is what I dream and this is where I'm, I'm, I'm dreaming of what I'm going to how I'm going to accomplish what I'm going to accomplish he turned that in and the, and, the pre, and the teacher looked at it and looked at him you know and this this kid that was Travel from school to school to school to school. Have you ever heard the story? You need to read it. You need to read it. And uh, he he put a big old F on there. He said, "Son, you're just daydreaming. You're not really trying to uh, create something that you feel like that you're going to accomplish in life." And he gave him an F and failed. Well, some years later, some years later, he got into horse training himself, I guess, and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and so forth, and made it rich. And he took his own skit, or the picture he had made to draw. He drew his own, drew, he, drew, he drew that house, 
He drew that acres. I don't forget how many hundred hundreds of acres that he had in that in that in his horse ranch. And he stood up one time and told that story to a lot of people. He was he was in his own house. He told that story about his teacher. And he told it in the front of his teacher. He invited him out. And he said, uh, this is the house that I drew that I got an F from because he said my dreams was too high. And he said, You're, you, you won't ever accomplish anything like that. There's no use, you know, don't dream about it. But he said, this is the very picture that I drew, except, you know, it was, it made it. And the man said, you know, I stole a dream from a boy. I don't know how many dreams I've stolen from people because I didn't feel like that people could accomplish what they dreamed. Let me tell you, I, like I say, I'm, 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 I'm mushing up the story. But I have never forgotten when, I, when it, it was told to me. I can't tell all the details of it, but we've got to dream high and believe. Because it is impossible for, Mary, or for Abraham and, and Sarah to have a child, but they had one. And it was impossible. It was impossible for that child to become what he was anointed of God to be because Abraham was going to kill him. He drew that knife back, following through with what God had told him to do, and God stopped him. And I could, I'm going to add this. Abraham, you have just drew a picture of that Christ child, Messiah. Amen. In fact, you know, he's just... Moses, God must have told this story to Moses of Abraham Amen. Response to God's promise to Abraham. Genesis 18. Genesis 18:1. And the Lord spake unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in his tent, told him, This is this is what's going to happen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter 4 and verse 1. I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I, I pray I'm not off the subject. God's going to provide. Amen. Whatever God does, it's not natural or maybe should I say what, what God does it's not all the time but basically he does what he wants to do <laughs> amen amen and Jesus now he's been born and 
verse number four, chapter number four and verse one, and Jesus was led up in the, by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward hungry. And when the tempter came to him and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. Amen. And Jesus said back, you know, same story in, in Luke, the fourth chapter. The point that I want to make is this. When God asks you to do something, just be obedient to it because he's got a plan and you don't know it. He's got Jehovah Jireh waiting on you when you be obedient. Hello. Amen. He's got, he, he, he's got a plan and, and you just got to follow his plan. Now I'm going to talk a little bit about sufferings and things like that. Just, just kind of hitting on it. I think that, you know, it, most all of us are parents or, or have been parents, you know. We're, we're now out of the parenting business, I guess, more or less. But uh, we spank our children. We punish their children. We make them hurt, make them cry, put, them, put punishment upon them. Why? That's the best thing you can do to your child is to wear them out sometimes. And, uh, because, you know, you've got to straighten them out. Amen. Amen. So Jesus himself went through somewhat the process that Abraham and Isaac did in the sense that they was walking by faith and not by sight. They were walking by a, a commandment of the Lord or a purpose of the Lord, amen, because it was their, it was their, their calling of God. And Brother Harrison was talking a while ago and I was just thinking, you know, uh, poor Paul, he got beat up, beat up, beat up, and he was the will of God. Peter got hung upside down. But the historians would tell us that, amen, they, they got Peter and they put him in jail, I guess. And uh, Brother Harold said he didn't want to go to jail. Uh, I don't either. But you know what? It was an honor for them to be suffering for the Lord. And Jesus himself, Jesus himself was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted and trusted. Of the devil. It was a temptation for Abraham. It's too, I mean, it was, I know that his heart was tearing out of him almost, but he was living by one thing, living on the promises. You ever heard Carol Magruder? Amen. She told, stand on the word. She wrote a song, stand on the word. And when she wrote that song, when she wrote that song, it was because the doctor had told her she had cancer and she had no 
opportunity to live. It was just wouldn't it was it was she was going to die. And the Lord, I mean, the Lord healed her. I know, and and she lived. I don't know how much longer. I mean, the cancer was gone in her body for quite a long time, but it came back some years later. But she she said she put the Bible down on the floor and said, "I'm," and I stand on your promises. I'm standing on the word. I believe that God's word, Amen, is what I'm going to trust in. That's what Abraham was believing. I believe the word of God. In fact, I'm going to, when I get through this, excuse me for saying this that way, but when I get through with this test I'm going through, I'm going to be standing upon the promises of God, what he said, because I believe. Now I'm going to jump a gun a little bit on my, in my notes here, but I, 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 I don't know how it's going to work out. But God said this boy was going to be the, amen, the, uh, the, the father of nations. And I believed what God said. That is what you and I must do, amen, if we're going to make it because the devil will throw every roadblock and you don't believe this, I don't think I can do that or whatever, amen. You just get them out of your head because God calls you for a purpose He's got, a, he's got something for you, and I believe that God will, will fulfill it if we'll stand on the promises, stand on the word. Amen. Hallelujah. God had never made a promise, amen, that he would not fulfill if we would allow him to. Amen. And I, uh, I got this in my notes somewhere here. I'm going to talk about it in a minute. God knows how to pick out people. Yep. He went up to Nazareth and he found this little kid, little, little girl. She was a virgin child. Uh, if you want to go back to the, what was happening there was Joseph had spoke for her. I want, I'm, I'm gonna marry this girl when she gets gets old enough to be, be a mama, be a be a woman. But he never had. He just this, I've got her as a spouse to her, and they just had to be a they just had to be a good man in Joseph, because Joseph was was being obedient to God enough that what he spiritually felt. I do know, amen, that God spoke to him. But, but when he found out that Mary was expected, uh, he was going to put her away because she had not been unfaithful. They weren't married. They were a spouse together. But he had never, since she had got grown, he had not uh, called to his house and got married. And God stepped in and he said, I know that little, little girl, Mary. She'll have to, she's going to have to go through a lot of suffering to do what I'm asking her. I, could you imagine how many people God looked over and just, no, no, no. I can give them the promises, but they, they, they will not fulfill those promises. And I see Joseph over there. He seemed about a man that he's very principled. 
He's not going to touch that girl until he gets married. And so God called Mary. And then when Joseph was going to put her away, he told Joseph, Joseph, that which is born of her, that's, that's a godly child. And, uh, and so Joseph was, was willing, willing to go through the, all the agony or whatever he had to go through with just so he could protect Mary. They lived together, married. He never touched her. God just has to call specific people for specific purposes. Abraham, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to deal with this next week too, but Abraham was willing to go through all that process, walking by faith and not by sight, walking by a faith that he had never seen anybody or heard of anybody being raised to the dead. But he believed, I'll kill him. Now, this is me. I will kill him. God told me to. But that boy is going to live again. Abraham believed in the resurrection. Amen. Shall we stand? I hope that I'm saying something tonight will help us, amen, to have faith so we can have some Jehovah Jireh's, amen. When the, when the battle's over, we shall wear a crown. Spoke about Jesus a while ago. He come forth, amen, amen, from, from the wilderness. In the power of the Holy Ghost, amen. He won the battles. We've got to have faith to believe that whatever Whatever we go through, whatever pain we suffer, and I'm going to get into that a little bit later on, whatever we have to go through, if we know that we're doing what God wants us to do, everything's going to be all right. Walt Mills. I love that song. I have a feeling everything's going to be all right. Amen. When the battle's over, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh, praise God. Let's just worship the Lord and thank him, amen, for calling us, amen. He has a purpose for us, and let's worship God and say, Lord, I want to, God, amen. I want to be true to you, Lord. I want, Lord, you to lead and guide me because I know, amen, that you're going to see me through whatever you ask of me, God. I believe, God, if I will fulfill it and obey it, God, God, we're going to see miraculous things in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Oh, praise God. Oh, praise God. Oh, Lord, we thank you for an Abraham. Thank you for a man, God, that will believe what you have said and promised to him, God, more than the circumstances, Lord, that he's asking of us. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Oh, God, hallelujah. Amen. Lord bless you.